freaking first cut. Golly! Well, welcome to the first cut <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'm yeah, Rick David. This is your round two recap episode for this week's American Express. Mark Immelman, welcome. How are you? Hey, big guy. I'm the worst guy. I'm the last guy you want on the early edge show. First cut I can do, but the early edge I wouldn't be that good. No, I'm good. Uh, another fun event this week in California. Uh, man, some strange weather rumbled in there towards the end of uh, the day, but otherwise all good. Yeah, you're on the call this week. Are you, which uh, mm-hmm. which of the four feeds, were you on the main the main feed? I indeed was on the main feed alongside John Swantek. It was quite a thriller because this is the first time all four feeds were available. Uh, live yeah. did put on the two events in Hawaii for that Aloha swing, but it was just the one show. Now we've got four feeds and it's a real deal, man. And to be at the at the tip of the proverbial spear, it was quite an honor when they asked me to do it. So I'm jacked. Yeah, absolutely. The coverage has been phenomenal. I've got as many monitors as I can find up <laughs> with a different feed on each one. So I'm uh, consuming plenty of golf this week. And a familiar name at the top of the leaderboard here, Mark Patrick Cantlay follows up his Thursday 62 with a Friday 68. That's four under par at the Nicholas Tournament course. And he is one shot clear of his uh, chase pack. And this has just been now 21 rounds in a row in the 60s for Patrick Cantlay. He is seemingly an unstoppable machine at the moment. Well, here's the thing about Cantley. He drives the ball well. He's ample long. He's a really quality iron striker. Hits the ball a whole higher bunch. He, he can move the ball in multiple directions. Not that that's key to good scoring, but he hits the ball the right distance. And then, of course, as everybody knows, when he gets that putter going, he's as good as anybody. But the whole thing to me on Cantley is I'm watching him play, especially uh, a couple of weeks ago in Maui, where he hadn't played in almost the entire fall, competitively, that is. He rolls out there, falls out of bed, shoots four rounds in the mid-60s, and but for a few guys going bananas and shooting um, less than 30 under par, you know, he might have been the winner out there because he finished inside the top five. So that was a good sign. Then takes another week off, then shows up here in the desert. He's had success and, and just puts together a very... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Academic, uh, well-thought-out you know, series of golf over two days. And, and the more I watch him play, the more I sort of think that, hold on, this guy, the self-belief right now must be off the charts. Mm. He's thoroughly confident in what, what he's doing and if you add self-belief to great driving and to great iron play and to good putting, all of a sudden you've got this, this magical recipe for something very special. You know, people can look at this thing and go, yeah, well, you know, if you putt better or if you drive it better, then you can shoot lower. You know, it's easier said than done because you can go out there and practice golf until the cows come home. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to deliver when the pressure's up. But he's found that mix right now. He's found the requisite amount of practice, uh, the right windows to play in, the belief that I can now take a week off and still come back and play well. And, and, and to watch a guy operating at high confidence with all the physical gifts that he, that he has, can't play that is, it's a whole lot of fun. And, and I'm suddenly sort of thinking where a few weeks ago I was sort of going, you know, John Rahm's going to win everything he plays in kind of thing. Can't play is looking legit. He truly is looking legitimate. 
He really is, and it's only a one-shot lead. There are 10 golfers within three shots of him, Mark, but our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook, very confident in Patrick Cantlay to be able to get the job done. He's plus 150, one and a half to one, and the next shortest odds on the board are 12 to one. So our friends at Caesars are really liking Patrick Cantlay's chances with 36 to go. Which, look, he's earned that right. He's put together a heck of a career. He's the reigning PGA Tour Player of the Year. He's the reigning FedEx Cup champion. Resume goes on and on and on. Multiple winner on tour. But he's going to the tougher of the three golf courses tomorrow in the stadium course. And he'll play it two days straight. Now, over the last, certainly in the first round, the average score around stadium was about 71.1-ish. And the other two courses were sort of in the mid-60s. So there's an advantage to playing the other places, which sort of means that someone like Tom Hoagie, who played the stadium course today and played beautifully, you know, you might want to consider him. But playing the stadium twice, a place where Cantlay shot 61 last year to nearly chase down Siwoo Kim, even though guys are going to easier golf courses tomorrow, you still have to sort of make Cantlay the favorite. Well, that Tom Hoagie, he's 13 under par, a 66 at the stadium course, and he's 12 to 1, according to our friends at Caesars Sportsbook. And uh, there's a couple things I like about Tom Hoagie, Mark. He is uh, one, a popper, as Greg would call him, where when he has his good weeks, they turn into top fives, they turn into top tens. But this is a guy who has one career victory in OWGR sanctioned events it was a 2011 win on the mckenzie tour and he Mm -hmm. has held his pga tour card for a very long time he's one of these guys that you know doesn't win but is always able to stay in the top 125 or stay in the top 150s like that to me is almost uh, one of the most impressive things to be able to be out there on on your tour card year in and year out well i'm going to spell it out to you and this sort of fits with your statistical model that you have on rick run good F-L-U-S-H-E-R. That's what <laughs> yeah. Tom Hoagie is. The guy, I'm going to clean up a bogey I made on the air today where I called him from Fargo, South Dakota. Well, bad on me. I've got my Norths and Souths mixed up. He's from North Dakota and lives up there. But went down to school in TCU in Fort Worth. So went to a place where he could really own his game, work on the ball striking. And any Texan, they typically hit the ball really well because of the windy conditions. So playing down there for a few years, I think certainly helped him hone what was a very, um, you know, natural approach to swinging the golf club and hitting the golf ball well. And man, does he flush it. Every single club in the bag, it comes out of the middle of the bat. It might not be online all of the time, but that thing has hit hard. And the round he put together at the stadium course today, we saw a large part of it on the main feed because we were at the stadium I was like, this guy just hit it out of the bat every single time. And that, I think he shot five under, that round of five under, six under, whatever it was, it was almost as high as it could have been, in my opinion. So right now he's cutting a pretty good-looking figure. And uh, and and he looks to me like he's paid his dues as well. You know, because I don't think he's going to back down over the weekend. The only thing, which is typically the only thing when it comes to winning tournaments, as you know, in my opinion, is do you make putts when it means something? And that, I think, is the only thing to look out for with Hoagie as we now work into the weekend and towards Sunday afternoon when they sign checks and hand out trophies. Tom Hoagie, 12-1, to 1, and the man with the round of the day, Will Zalatoris, also 12-1. to 1. And, Mark, this was 
an unbelievable 61 that he shot at the Nicholas Tournament course today. He started on the back nine. So he birdies 10, 11, 12. He gets another at 14, another at 16. He actually makes makes a bogey on the par 5 15th. That's, that's leaving a shot or two out there. But he finishes his round. This is not a typo. I'm not going to misspeak with seven consecutive birdies every single hole from three through nine. Yeah, it was crazy stuff. Uh, we had the highlights as we wrapped our show just a few minutes ago, and we were sort of going through them, and my host, John Swantek, said, well, that was for his sixth in a row. And then we panned <laughs> to the final hole where he buries this 25-footer, and I was like, John, is anything one thing better than six in a row, and that's seven in a row? And especially to finish the round, because you go, you sort of get out on this high. And so all of the stuff he's got going on, all that adrenaline, all the good thoughts, all the good mojo, the momentum, if you will, it hasn't been quelled by a run of pars or a bogey or something. He's going into dinner going, man, I had it going on. So it's going to be a good and restful evening for Zalatoris and maybe come out tomorrow morning with high confidence because that incredible run that he was on wasn't stalled by anything by the fact that they just stopped them playing after 18 holes. Yeah, he mentioned the the opening round was his, his chance to knock off a little bit of rust, and he certainly did that with a 61 uh, on Friday. 12-1, to 1, he's probably the bet that I would make on this Friday evening. And one more guy I want to get to here, because Joseph Bramlett had himself a Thursday, Mark, when he shot a 65 on the stadium course, and he backed it up with a 67 at La Quinta on Friday, but... A bogey, bogey finish dropped him into a tie for third. He's now 12 under. I do wonder how guys who don't have a lot of um, experience near the top of the leaderboard, especially as we get into the weekend, what that taste in his mouth is going to be like going bogey, bogey to end his Friday round. Well, if, if, if you could forgive that stumble at the end, you, we, we talked about Hoagie who played early in the day, so he sort of missed – that weird weather that we got for the last hour and a half or so of play. Cantlay sort of missed that too. He got in just as the, the wind started to get a bit gusty. Same thing with Zalatoris, who I must add, watch for him on the greens. Uh, 120th in the, on the PGA Tour last year. I think that's going to be the key to Will because we know he can hit it. Um, but Bramlett, on the other hand, he was in the teeth of that stuff for basically all of it. And I don't care what you what golf course you are on. He was on La Quinta, which is the one of the easier of the three. It's tree-lined. It's narrow. And so if you've got crosswinds blowing on over there, it, you sort of feel a bit hemmed in. And the guy was going really well. I think if the weather stays pure, he probably finishes that off and perhaps makes a birdie in one of the final few holes where he stumbled to the close. So I think in the end, he might look upon this going, well, maybe I got the bad end of the draw some I know I'm playing well, I'm in the mix, and I'm certain if someone had offered him the score prior to the event, he would have said, sure. Um, I, I wanna, I'd want i be remiss if I didn't mention, too, that he shot four rounds in the 60s last week in Honolulu at the Sony, yeah. and the final round is 64. So clearly there's a little form going on, and he's powerful off the tee. So uh, there's a lot to build on, and I think that finish you can just ascribe to what was really gusty, nasty, i got to tell you, chilly weather as well that we had out there in the desert. Are we expecting uh, winds as well on Saturday? Do you know anything about the forecast for the next day or two? I would be lying to you if I knew the forecast. I was just trying to get back to the hotel room <laughs> to be with you guys. I'm going to rely on producer Jacob to find that out. 
Um, I wouldn't really think so. You know, typically if you get winds here in the desert, they're called Santa Anas and they blow off the mountain. Where, where this weather that came in was from the southwest, which is kind of out of the ordinary. Um, so uh, I don't think we will get some of it tomorrow. But again, I, I can talk Fair about enough. golf. I'm not so good about betting, and I'm certainly not a meteorologist. Well, let's talk one more uh, one more question about golf because you you watched a lot of golf on this Friday. Is there anybody who caught your eye who you think might be primed to make a move on the weekend? I'm going to say this, and I'm biting my lip as I say it because I'm such a moron with my one-and-done selection this week with respect to Tony Finau. Uh, as Russell Henley started to play really well, and we had him in coverage for a little bit, I was watching a guy, something I knew, and it's and it's and it's on me for not making the call. I was watching a guy who's swinging awfully freely, who's rolling every putt past the hole with some venom. You know, he's he's not backing down to anything, and he's sitting in there about the seven eight under par range. The way he's going right now, because he played the stadium course today, he's going to one of the easier venues tomorrow. The way he's going, the way he's swinging, I would not be surprised whatsoever if a guy who albeit for Hideki Matsuyama and his craziness of the final nine holes last week, might have another win. I, I'm looking for Henley to, to build on the form, to play on that confidence that he is and, and shoot something in the mid-60s. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it one more round before they do make that cut and take everybody back to the stadium course. Producer Jacob, right on the weather report. So uh, Saturday, looking like 15 to 25 mile an hour winds. That's oh, the windiest are. of the day. We'll see if that actually ends up panning out. But for now, I think that'll do it. We'll be back after the final two rounds to break it all down. Producer Jacob's doing all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, it's Mark Gimelman. You can find him not only on the PGA Tour live coverage, but on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. Yep, that side. And you can find me, <laughs> you're mirrored, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time.